Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You are listening to Voice of the Fan Sportscast. Brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans. Discussing football, basketball, news, trending topics. The one-stop shop for all things sports. by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds, Taylor Gatwood, and Tyler Wright. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Voice of Fan Sportscast. I'm your host, Ben Reynolds. We have RC in the house and Tyler. He's in here too. What's up, guys? Yo. What's up, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. You know, uh, you know the NBA just had an All-Star weekend. Did y'all catch up any other action? No. <laughs> I caught a little bit of Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he said no. <laughs> I actually watched it, man. I uh, I let them. I got catfish. I actually uh, thought maybe it was going to be worth watching, and was let down. <laughs> well, you know, I watched bits and pieces of it. So, but we're gonna talk about it. Uh, especially dunk contest and what they need to do there. But uh, you know, I was looking at some NFL stuff, and um, they were talking about the best receivers in the game. And how, you know, Debo had a breakout year. You know, he was doing things that we haven't seen Ross ever do before. Then we have the young rookie, Chase, uh, just exploding onto the scene. You know, looking looking like the better receiver out of LSU of him and Justin Jefferson. Whoa. <laughs> hey, I'm just calling like I see it, man. <laughs> just calling like I see it. So I, I made think I, this made me think of our you know who who are the top ten receivers in the league. You know everybody was saying you no know, Chase is number one. Well, Cooper Cup is number one, and this and that. So I was like, you know what, guys, let's come up with our own top ten receiver list. I know everybody has their own guys, so this is gonna give us a good you know good standard to see where these raw receivers fall at. Uh, I'll do the honors of going first, and everybody just go around the room, starting with me, and then I guess Tyler, and then RC. Now I tell what Gatwood, uh, what his picks are. So my first receiver is Devontae Adams, just because you know of what he brings to the table with route running and uh, his receiving abilities. He's like one of the coldest route runners I've ever seen before. So I, I always think he's the number one receiver in the league, point blank. Tyler, who you have? Yeah, I agree. I got, I got Devontae Adams, too. Okay. Devontae Adams. That's, that's two votes right there for Devontae Adams. R.C., who you have? Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm saying. Everybody, I feel like he's just the clear-coat favorite. But, you know, we have Gatwood over here. Uh, he went against the grain. He took uh, Cooper Cup. 
you know, he, I, I can see why, you know, all them receiving yards, he had a triple crown. Uh, but, you know, look at that Rams offense. It's pretty dang deadly. And they won the yeah. Super Bowl, of course. So I, I guess I can't really knock Cooper Cup, but when I line up Cooper Cup and Devonta Adams, I just I feel like Devonta Adams just have a higher upside. Yeah, he does everything better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number two, I have Tariq Hill. Two, I got D Hop. Yeah, you know. <laughs> D Hop kind of had like a, even though he had injuries and everything, but. I feel like D Hop and Michael Thomas is about the same. I think he's running. Oh well, I don't know. D Hop, he I, he has the best hands in the league by far to me. I ain't gonna say he has the best far. hands in the league. Yeah, I think he got the best hands in the league. It's out. It's out of. I think Devontae Adams is a close second. I ain't gonna say by far, but I think he definitely has the best hands in the league. I got D Hop. Healthy D Hop, no injuries. If they're all healthy, D Hop's the second best receiver in the league because he do things with the football after he catches it, and then also he catches balls that he catches from a guy that that's that's really like I know height doesn't matter, but it does a lot of times. He D Hop's probably a lot of, probably uh, open before he actually sees him, so he's put in a lot of bad situations, and then it don't matter what quarterback he plays with, he puts up numbers. So I'm taking D Hop. Mm-hmm, okay. You know, like we you know, back in the in a couple of years back, you know, Michael Thomas was, you know, the leaders and catches. And like I said, D Hop and Michael Thomas, in my opinion, about the same. D Hop a little bit faster. So I, I can't. I guess I really can't complain about that. Cause D Hop does have great hands. Uh, but I feel like Tari Hill just bring another dimension to the offense, where you know. Your best corner just can't run with him scrap to scribe and they put him all put him all over the place. So that's why yeah. I was saying the uh Tyree Hill is number two for me because uh all the formations you can do with him. All right, uh number three I have Cooper Cup. Tyler. Let's see. Three I also have Cooper Cup. Okay. You know some here, R C. Um, you can't, you can't deny fella. Even though I wanted, I wanted to drop him, but I mean, he's another guy that plays with. No matter what quarterback he plays with, he puts up numbers. So I'm going to cup number three as well. All right, so we got senses on Cooper Cup at number three. No, I can't. We can't. I mean, to me, being in the top five category is like unbelievable. So if you seeing yourself in the top three, man, that's nothing to hang your hat on. No, you know, it's nothing, no disrespect. They're just, in my opinion, that's still great. You know, I'll take Michael Thomas in the top three. He don't got to be number one. If he's in the top three, that means you on another level that nobody can't really see. Uh, number four, me. Number four, I have D-Hop. Four, I have Tyreek. Four, I have Tyreek Hill. Hmm. Man. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Well, he always go against the grain. He got uh, Chase at four. <laughs> Chase. At, man, I understand his rookie year was like freaking unbelievable, but yeah, I cannot put him just off this rookie his first season. I can't put him in the top five. I, 
I think I think consistency matters. And he and then he, he started off the year kind of shaky already, and I think everybody else is more consistent only because they have more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need more. I need more evidence yeah. of consistency in this one year. Andrew is playing with his college quarterback. They have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that stuff matters, so it's a lot easier for him because they already know they're not getting they're not getting to know each other. They know each other. They know um, you know different things. You know different eye contact, uh, back shoulder fade. Like they just they just know each other. So it it looks a lot more easier now. Year two going to be different. You're going to see different defenses. And he loves to run the go. Oh, he loves to run that, that stop and go. So, I, I mean, we'll see. I think, he, I think he'll he'll uh, he'll be up there in the top ten, though, consistently. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I think he I think, I think he will produce good numbers next year. But, you know, I just can't have him over, uh, you know, up in my top five-ish. Maybe a little bit outside of that. But uh, number five, I have a uh, dig. I also have dig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong you with dig. my opinion. So, so y'all both got dig. Mm-hmm. Stephon dig. Uh, well, I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I'm going home run. I'm going D bow. Uh, the reason okay. being is that homer pick RC. Fifteen hundred yards. Easy, fifteen hundred yards receiving. He had the worst quarterback of this group. You gonna name all ten of these guys? Nobody <laughs> got someone to him that can't can't consistently throw the ball to him the way he need to. Most of his stuff was screens, yeah. And that means he's taking it to the house. So, um, I think we haven't seen the best of uh, Debo Samuel's at playing receiver. We seen him play running back. So, um, he he's, he's cracked that 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 top. With top four, top five now, so mm-hmm. yeah, he's up there. I guess because he he's not really flashy, he's just a hard worker. But I respect that though. I respect that you know out of him that no, you know he ran for a while like a running back and he caught it uh, like a top receiver. So I can't really knock that. Uh, but he just a little bit outside my top five. Actually, I have him six. So we we kind of barking around the same area, but I just couldn't get in my top five. So I had to go with Stephon Diggs because dude is just unbelievable. But well, you know, you did make a good point with the quarterback play. But yeah. Stephon had Stephon Diggs play with Kirk Cousins. You know how that goes. <laughs> well, okay, this is my deal with with Diggs. Diggs with Cousins was unbelievable. Unbelievable. He goes to the to a better quarterback. He has a like a real quiet year this year. Like in that Chiefs game, it was it was uh the Gabriel kid, Gabriel Davis, I think that was his name. He was mm-hmm. killing the Chiefs. Now imagine if Diggs was on in that game. They probably would have scored fifty. Um, but the Gabriel Davis, I think his name, he was getting open. So. Uh, in that championship game, well, not championship game, divisional game against the against the Chiefs, I just didn't hear from him like I like I thought I would, and so that's my thing. Watching him play with the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, he's kind of he's a lot quieter. I think he needs Kirk Kirk, Kirk Cousins threw the ball to him every time. That might be what it is. So yeah, um, I just think he played a lot better with Cousins. 
Yeah, because, you know, Jess Allen bring that running game ability. And, you know, he just sometimes steps on they see a volume with targets, and some games he just don't. Depending on how, how Josh Allen is playing or how he's feeling or what the game plan they have for him. So I think that's what I think that's why that his targets are down this year. It's just because of how teams are game planning versus them. If they want to get beat by this or they want to get beat by Josh Allen. So I think that's what it is. Um, number six, I had Debo Samuel. Uh, six, I had Justin Jefferson. Gee, Justin Jefferson, that huh? Yes. He drinking that LSU Kool Aid. I <laughs> <laughs> right, see who you. I have. got. I got DK Metcalf. Um, really? This, this shot. Yeah, me. I got this. One. Okay, you so, gonna have to explain this one. Okay, DK had a down year because, of course, Russ wasn't there the whole year. But the year before, he was a monster, right? Everybody mm-hmm. was DK, DK, DK. So I'm not going. I'm not going to. His down year didn't come from him. It came from like a quarterback play. But the thing about DK, he's like a bigger version of Terrell Owensley. He's not the dog T.O. is yet. T.O. was yet. But um, I'm not. We didn't. We didn't hear from him this year because of quarterback play. But we know he's a monster. When he's on, when he's when Russ is healthy, he's a problem. You can't. Mm-hmm. You know they. You got to shift coverage his way. So I, I think DK is. Left on this year because of the down year by Russ. I, I I just have to uh, give you this one point that I have with DK. The year the last year, not this season, but the past season, he went off the radar. The last four, I think, it was the last four games, didn't do anything. I, he just disappears too much for me. I thought I did. I did consider him, but I just, just after just thinking about it, he just that that bad stretch of games where he just didn't do anything left a bad taste in my mouth. Then he come back with this year. Maybe it's not all on him, but he just had a bad year. So I just can't give him I some think, yet. I think looking at receiver play for me it's tough because. I like A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's not in the top ten, but we know why, right? We know why. And I think D.K. is in the same situation. Russ is not Tannehill, but there's there's, there's problems in Seattle between Russ and the uh, office coordinator and the head coach. So that has an effect on the receivers and the way they play. And so and Tyler Lockett was hurt as well. So he's just, you know, being double-covered. But – I think he he, he re, reintroduced himself this upcoming year. I think he'll show back up again, but I just had to put him up there because I was like, man, he's, he's tough. He's in my division. I see him a lot. So. Yeah, I understand that. I understand. I had him in fancy, so that's why I know. <laughs> Boy, did he let my team down. Number six, uh, guy we had, Debo Samuel. So, like I said, everybody had Debo one or two spots in different places. Uh, number seven, I had A.J. Brown. I got uh, Debo. I got D at seven. He shows up there for me, uh, and it's it's just body of work. You know, mm-hmm. to make it top ten. His body of work, his consistency. Uh, I think we talked about Chase being up a little high. Jefferson, both of those guys to me haven't done it enough for me 
to be in the top ten in the league, like, you know, maybe uh, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna cancel out Diggs and, and Metcalf and, and, and bring those two young guys in. But I gotta I gotta show I'm going off I'm basing it off body at work. So, so I, I give AJ Brown like I seen AJ Brown play. I know what he can do. It's just ten yeah. it's the offense, man. They run the ball so much that if you put yeah. AJ Brown with Patrick Mahomes or yeah. put him with you no know, uh well maybe Wilson Wilson had kinda of like a bag. Maybe Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. AJ Brown putting up big time numbers. And I know what you're gonna say, health health wise. He hasn't been staying healthy. But when he did, when he's healthy, he makes Flash plays. That's why I have him as number seven. Cause when he's healthy and well, oh my goodness, he going for over one hundred some yards with three touchdowns. Y'all gonna be surprised. I got a surprise for y'all. My top ten. It's gonna be very controversial, but carry on. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Uh, number what was that? Uh, seven. Yeah, that was number seven. Number eight, I have Chase. I got AJ Brown. Okay. I got Chase. Chase at number uh, number eight. And uh, Gat would have Stefan Diz at eight. So, you know, everybody had. I think that's a good spot for Chase, especially being his is Gatwood's list always this awesome ours? Yes, his quarterback list was the same <laughs> way last year. I never realized that. That's funny. You know, Gatwood's on a different world. I don't know. He'd be watching football <laughs> on a different kind of TV. I don't know. <laughs> but, he, but, you know, it's perspective, man. Maybe he sees something that y'all don't see because uh, you'd be surprised. There's people out there that love Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets it about perspective. Plus, we play me and him play a lot of fantasy football, so he he watched a lot of these guys individually. So that's me and him perspective fantasy wise totally off too. Sometimes uh, number nine, I have uh, Evan, Mike Evan. Oh, nine, I got Chase. I thought you had Chase at eight. No, I said, I said AJ Brown at eight. Oh, AJ Brown at eight. Yeah. And you, you have Chase at nine. Yes, sir. All right, RC, who you have at nine? Hey, man, it's kind of nobody said his name, but I think it's I think his kid is nice, man. I like CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Um. Very good. I mean, every time I watch him play, except against us, he put up numbers, and he, and he, I mean, he's another guy that had a quarterback situation last year, where he wasn't able to really get the ball as much as the other rookies that came in with him. And then this this year, he had a uh, a quarterback that came off of injury, and then they all of a sudden just abandoned the run, and they spread it around. So, CD Lamb is a unique, special talent. So he's in at at nine. Who yet? Mm-hmm. Nah. You know, yeah, so yeah. you you thought about Lamb but not uh not uh Cooper Cup. I mean not Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper. I'm gonna tell you why. Amari the best ability is availability. 
Omar is always hurt, but he's always paid. And he's, and he's not – he don't scare me. When I play – when you play the Cowboys, you better you better contain that, keep him in the pocket, and you better find 88. Mari Cooper, I don't know if he's going to be there every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm, I think I'm more afraid of Jeremy Gallup than Amari oh, Cooper. Did he do any in the in the in the playoff game against the 49ers, he was on my nickel corner. So he did it on my nickel corner. He got open. And they left him on an island. But when he's going up against number one, like his first year in Dallas, he was all world. But last year it's like he's hurt and he's it's, it's basically just going off a of name. It kind of reminds me of Demarius Thomas last few years. It was just respect because of who he was. But we know he wasn't the same guy, you know what I'm saying? It was like it was on the back nine of his career. I think Amari is uh, at the end of his career. He's still good, but he, he stay hurt too much. So. Yeah, I can get that. Cause Steve Lamb and Amari Cooper and uh, Kenny Allen all crossed my mind. But uh, I decided, well, uh, I decided to go with somebody else for my last pick. Uh, Gatwood had A.J. Brown at nine. So my last pick is Justin Jefferson at 10. I got I got D.K. at 10. So you did have D.K. in your top 10. That's crazy. <laughs> Didn't you? Uh, so Adam Thielen, and I'll uh, tell you what. Uh, <laughs> Adam Thielen is Cooper Cooper Cup's brother. I'm gonna tell you, they, if you watch Adam Thielen, he's always open, and and it's just like he's a complimentary complimentary piece. It's like he's he's um Jefferson is Odell and and, and Cooper and uh, Thielen is is um Cooper Cup. They, it's the same thing. It just don't have the quarterback. But if you watch the Vikings play. It's the same thing. They run the same offense in San Francisco and, and the Rams and the Packers. They all run the same offense, and they all have that that that, that white brother. Now the Four Niners don't have a white guy as a receiver. They tried it with Trent Taylor, didn't work. But the Rams and the Vikings do. Who can get a great route run, runner like West mm-hmm. Welker? And, and and see, I was struggling now. This other guy I'm going to say I was struggling between Adam Thielen and Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm going to tell you why Odell crossed my mind. Do you believe if, if Odell don't get hurt, they blow the they blow the Bengals out? Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, he was on his way to blowing that game open by himself. Mm-hmm. They, so, they had no so my, answer for OBJ. So my thing with Odell, why Odell is still a top in, a, in my top ten, is because you sent me to you sent me to Never Never Land, Cleveland. Um, with an average quarterback, and but you gave me a quarterback that was a tad bit more accurate than him, and then I resurfaced. And sometimes I think it's just who you play, who you who's uh, throwing you the ball that make it make or break you. And uh, we've seen Odell with Eli Manning and, and Matthew Stafford; he looked a whole hell of a lot better. So I think Odell is his injury might be a setback for him, but he's close to making that top ten again if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Uh... Absolutely, he is uh, another great wide receiver that can run Chris Raps and just get open. For some reason, Kirk Cousins just don't like hitting him as much as he used to. I think he fell in love with Justin Jefferson, and 
And sometimes I feel like that stalled the offense. Cause I remember one game, uh, Adam Thielen didn't have a catch till the second half. I thought the man was hurt. I had him on my fantasy team, so I checked the uh the stats, and they said he was playing. But he haven't had he haven't caught a pass yet. And we we're going into the second pass. I only think to threw him through it his way. And yeah. so I I I thought about Thielen too, but I said I'd just go with his counterpart, cause Justin Jefferson. Uh, he got undeniable ability, explosive ability. So I, I just, I, I feel like he was right to get in the top 10, even though Thielen is right there. But I decided to go with his uh his counterpart. Gatwood went with Mike Evans, which is understandable because Mike Evans been producing, you know, ever since he came in the league. And you just can't go wrong with Mike Evans. My question is, with Thielen, I kind of did my homework on this. Like, Thielen had 10 touchdowns this year, right? And so, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, his numbers is crazy, man. It's like, in 17, he was 1,200 yards. 18, he was 1,300 yards. And then he got hurt. You know, he only had four, 418 yards in 19. And then 20, he jumped back up to 925. And it, it dipped to 726 this year. So, okay. It's quarterbacking, man, because he's playing with a guy that's very inconsistent. He's playing with a guy that's turnover prone. He's playing with a guy that defenses don't scare. But if you put Adam Thielen, if you'd have gave Drew Brees Adam Thielen, if you gave Tom Brady Adam Thielen, like he needs a guy that can hit him in stride. He's it's Cooper Cup all over again. I played against we played both of them this year and I was terrified of both of them. I'm like this Thielen kid is Always open, so um, he's right there for me, man. Mike Evans, I like Mike Evans. Keenan Allen is another one. It's a lot of Mike Williams, but Thielen actually might be a free agent this year, man. He's coming up. Um, somebody might end up with Thielen. Um, I think he might come free. Um, so mm-hmm. if he can land in the right spot, it might take off. He might take off even more. Yeah, most definitely, especially with the right team. Like I said, Kirk Cousins, he just didn't rely on, rely, rely on him that much this season. And it kind of stalled offense. I guess that's why so many Vikings fans are mad at him about, you know, the whole situation of the offense and how they weren't able to pull a point, especially with Davin Cook, Jefferson, and Thielen. It just really uh, unacceptable how that offense, you know, just stalled. On certain drives, and they they well, didn't think they needed to beat. I was wrong about Thielen. Thielen don't come. He don't come free. He just signed. I think he signed up. He re he re up with them, but they was talking about maybe cutting him um, or trading him. So my my thing is this, man. You know, it's kind of like Michael Thomas situation. Let's see if some, you know a few of the guys that we got on this list if they can show up. In 22, the same way and be consistent. Because um, Thielen gonna have to get more yards, and then I kind of I want I'm second guessing my my decision. I put him in there. He only had 700 yards receiving the 10 touchdowns. Um, I know I know Keenan Allen had more yards than that, so it's tough. That last part is tough. Hell, AB can be at that at the 10 spot if he act right. He <laughs> <laughs> gotta get some act right, huh? You gotta take, gotta take, you gotta take some act right. 
If uh, Pitts can fly, then A.B. Mike can get back on with the team. All right, so we're going to move on to NBA. Dustin, what's going on, bro? Nothing much. How's it going? Man, it's going good, man. I know you got some some hot topics to talk about tonight. Man, what you want to start off with? <laughs> All right, let's start off with the NBA dunk contest. What what's your thoughts on on the NBA dunk contest? It was a international embarrassment. <laughs> it was that bad, huh? It, it was that bad. I mean, I mean, they shouldn't even hear that. Like, <laughs> they they should have just took that whole thing off. Like, I mean, really, they they should have just they they should have just stopped filming after like the first round. Really, mm-hmm. it, it was that bad. It, it was a shame. Did, did I, I was silver, I'd, I'd be disgraced. I mean, it, it, it was disgraceful. Uh, did y'all see Kareem uh, uh, Abdul Jabbar get up and leave when uh, was it Jalen Green doing all the attempts? <laughs> Oh yeah, he was. He wasn't the only one. I think. I think Shaq left, and um, Stephen A. Smith left. <laughs> RC man, yeah. what you what you think about that dark contest? Well, first of all, I mean, dunk contests are made by the names. You know, you you need names mm-hmm. to have a great dunk contest. You got to have Zion Williamson, but he's somewhere even beignets. Um, or recovering from eating beignets. You need people that are not afraid to fail in front of other people. You need show, you know, showmen. You need people that that want to embrace the moment. And these, these guys are too cool for me. Everybody want to be on the sideline with their phones acting like they're so important. Or they get yeah, they want to be that guy versus being the guy entertaining. And that's what I like about my era. Growing up, seeing a lot of guys in the dunk contest that I grew up uh, idolizing and, and loving to see play like McGrady's and and Kobe's, and those are the big names. You don't have the big name. Like, it was one of those guys, man, I didn't even know who the hell he was. Like, the guy that played for Golden State, the one, whatever his name, I'm like, yeah. Does he even get playing? Yeah, he introduced himself to the entire world. Didn't nobody actually just know who he was unless you're a Golden State Warrior fan. But here's a letdown of the dunk contest for me. It was the kid that put the Timberlands on. I'm like, at that moment, I knew it was going to be bad. It was cringeworthy. You tied the Tims up, first of all. You don't tie Tims up. You do not. That's so disrespectful to people in New York. And I'm not from New York, but I know people from New York. You do not do your Tims like that. And then you proceeded to do the most basic dunk. Because that's probably all you could do out of Tims is a basic dunk. But, man, it was just horrible, man. It was probably the worst I've ever seen. And um, I hope I hope those those guys that were in it just disappear for a little while. That's that's what we're going to have to have for them. Every time somebody see them, they they gonna they gonna call them out on Yeah, they they don't have to go to witness protection program. Because you know how bad a dunk contest got to be to be labeled the worst ever. When last year was pretty dang on horrible. 
Like, how you go from last year, you know, because last year was pretty terrible, to being worse than that? That's insane. I mean, it's, it's, it's two things for me. First of all, and Ben, I think you'll, you'll, you'll love this right here. LeBron James ruined the dunk contest. Like, he really did. Like, everybody, when LeBron James went compete, everybody followed him through. Like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. have to the dunk contest anymore. Because up to that point, Kobe did it. T-Mac did it. Mike did it. Dominique did it. Pretty sure Clyde Drexler did it. Um, I mean, pretty much, you know, every, you know, high-end all-star guard up till LeBron, and then all of a sudden the name started getting, you know, less big and less big. I, but, you know, and then Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon I mean, now their dunk contests were pretty good when they were going back and forth at it. But in recent in recent memory, like they've really been the best one, mm-hmm. probably in the last 10, 10 to fifteen years. Really, they needed to give the trophy this year's trophy to Aaron Gordon because of the Dwayne Wade. Just trying to be extra on TV. You should never. First of all, you should never have Dwayne Wade, um, you know, being a dunk contest judge. You should never have Candace Parker. It should only be people that that you know, legends of the game who, who was in the dunk contest or, or mm-hmm. great dunkers in game. But and then another thing too, man. It's like I think what I'm struggling with is this era of basketball is SOFTT. Like they soft, man. They don't. They they don't want smoke. They want to laugh and play and get along. I think Steph was the only one that really was being super, you know, super competitive. But in that dunk contest, man, it's like I think when Aaron Gordon went out the way he did, it probably scared a lot of the other guys. Like, man, I'm literally putting my body on the line, and y'all not going to reward me for it. Y'all being y'all overjudging the thing, and then mm-hmm. this this is the result we get. Well, I agree, and then I think D-Wade was also – D-Wade, was, he, he had no business up there. He was clearly biased. Uh, I think it was Derrick Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There, there was no reason Derrick Jones Jr. should have won that dunk. All his dunks were just basic, I can jump high type dunks. Um, there was no, like, artistic element to his dunks or creativity. No I'm I mean, Aaron Gordon. I mean, he his excuse was because I think Aaron Gordon like missed his first two attempts, but for the the degree of difficulty of that dunk to complete it even the third time was was still pretty stellar. So I, I don't know. The Wayne Way had no business up there. Um, but clearly he was uh clearly he was biased. Because uh, at that point, I think uh, Derrick Jones Jr. was on uh, playing for Miami. Yeah. So, well, with all that being said, uh, how y'all feel of them implementing a one-on-one matchup instead of doing a dunk contest? I don't think like that game, I, I think they need to – what they need to do, they need to – because, I mean, at this point – 
Like, veteran players aren't going to continue to go to them, too. That's, that's big. I don't think they're ever coming back. But what they can do is for, like, up-and-comers, like, year two to maybe year five players, I mean, giving them incentive to compete. Like, I think um, – uh, I forgot what you saying. Like, put a Ferrari on the line. Put $3 million on the line. Something like, you, you got to give them an incentive to compete at this point. Because right now, I mean, it's just a joke. I mean, even John Morant was like, even John Morant was like, you had to give me, I think John Morant was like, you had, they'd have to give him like $5 million to compete. That's um, crazy. That's all. Let, me, let me interject real quick. You know what the problem is? These guys, so I don't know the age difference with everybody, but everybody's seen Michael Jordan. Everybody's seen Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seen Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Jason Richardson, Steve Francis. Them guys love to put on a show for people. You're already making the money. You've yeah. already got the fame. Everybody know you. You know, why not get your name in the books with Dominique and Michael Jordan? And, 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 the, and I watched Josh say that. I saw that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, kids, you don't get it. Like, you got a video out, social media out, where you're on a plane flying, getting chocolate wasted before you get to the All-Star weekend. And it's like, you guys acting like y'all have already made it. you already acting like you Magic Johnson. Y'all are acting like you Allen Iverson. And you only been in the league a few years. So it's like, and Zion is somewhere in Oblivia. You know, just, that's, who, that's, who, that's who can save the dunk contest, ladies and gentlemen. Zion Williamson decides he wants to be in a dunk contest, he can come out and do the three of the most basic dunks and shut it down. Because that's who that's who they need. Zion Williamson. He can at least do that. He can he can at least I do mean, that. Yeah, that's what I don't know. I don't know how long I don't know how long Zion Williamson gonna be able to jump between his between his, his weight difficulty. Um I know CJ McCole was talking about He's been MIA since he's been traded there. Uh, J.J. Reddick was talking about the Zion. He's not a great teammate. He's a detached teammate. And he just had another surgery, a second. I think he had a – I think he's about to get a second foot surgery or he already had the second foot surgery. Um, so, um, I, I think Zion – Zion is trying to force his way out of New Orleans a bit. It's, that I think it's going to end up backfiring on him um, to the point where his career is going to end fairly early. Because at this point, who's giving Zion a big max deal contract? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. He's going to do it. I wouldn't. Maybe come back and uh, show that he's healthy. And like I said, maybe being in a dunk contest would help that. Because, you know, back in the day, being in a dunk contest, it was all about honor and pride. You know, being, like he said, being in the top salon of names, uh, you know, Dominique, Dr. J, you know, all them big names. Now it's just like nothing. And maybe Zion needs something, you know, something like this to get his career going because uh, at this point it's going downhill. And like, we can we can jump on a Zion topic right now since we already on it. Uh, you're right. They said Zion Zion had reached out to uh, C.J. McCollum, and like I don't I don't know what's going on with him, but I think it got to do with something mentally, but especially no. you know, cause when you overeat no. like that, 
and you 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 been paid to train for the job, and when you overeat and getting bigger, it's something dealing with mentally. I don't know what he's dealing with, but he's dealing with something that's affecting his performance in the gym well, and outside the gym. What does that do? The weight gain there. I think I think what we're looking at is we're looking at a football player playing basketball. He has a football build. He's probably a, he's Aaron Donald playing basketball. He just don't have the cut that Aaron Donald has. But but my thing with, with with Zion, I don't think Zion's really hurt. I'm like Guy said earlier. I think he's trying to force his way out. He saw Anthony Davis do it. Chris Paul did it. It's something with the Pelicans slash Hornets of that era of that area down there in uh, New Orleans where they don't do well with. Their star players and star players always get injured, injured all the way back to Baron Davis. So I think you can't name another team in the NBA that's had every star player they've ever had eventually leaves or get injured this way. But and it's like that's the way. What's so weird about that is that the the Pelicans are under a new ownership. Uh, Gail Benson took over them like a couple years ago, so it's not the same right. ownership. That's why I'm not. But weird. I mean, it was Chris Paul. Playing. Chris Paul was having beef with the coach. Really oh yeah, yeah. Him. But 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 Chris Paul stayed hurt in New Orleans. Well, so it's what I'm saying is the same pattern, same energy. It's like, what is the deal with Pelican star players always injured? So when they, but this is my deal with the Pelicans. They hold the big. They hold the chips. I would tell Zion Williamson, you got to come to work. You're still on the contract. You know, we're going to get you what you need. And then, because I need you to be valuable. I need to be able to trade you. And then I would ship him up out of there, man, because I'm going to be honest with you. You can't lose him. He, he's not going nowhere no time soon. He's a rookie. I mean, he's just doing his rookie deal. So, I mean, it ain't mental. With, my, with, with our people kind of throw that around loosely. I don't think it's mental, man. I think these, these kids are selfish. These kids are about self. Yeah, it's not it's not mental, man. They, they're spoiled, man. You got millions of dollars of people telling you it's great. Because you can back in the parent. day, back in the day, you used to have to earn those sponsorships. You weren't just right. getting a Nike deal, going straight mm-hmm. to the NBA. You weren't getting, you know, all these TV commercials, getting just even before you step on an NBA floor. Now they're getting all that before they even play. <laughs> yeah, so like they, even Kuzma got a shoe deal with Puma. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's a great point. Kuzma has a Puma deal, but but let me let me say this in the Zion's defense, he don't really understand. Like everybody compares him to Barkley and Larry Johnson, different players like that, but. Charles Barkley in his prime and Larry Johnson in his prime, their bodies looked a whole hell of a lot better than Zion. They yeah. took care of themselves. They got ready for basketball. He he's too heavy. There's too much weight coming on coming down on those feet and those knees. Knees, yeah. And so he's gonna have to drop by 10, 20 pounds and get in good basketball shape to play basketball the way that he plays. But just selfish, man. Just selfish. Yeah, I- and just thinking about it as an athlete, you know how hard it is to get out of shape yeah. when you're an athlete. I know all of, uh, RC. You play sports, right? Right. 
it's training twenty four seven. Even even guys, without even without eating bad, Dustin, you remember this? We had pizza and a coke before we ran it, before we went to go run three miles easily. And I was in the best shape of my life, still eating bad. How does these guys put on so much weight that they can't they 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 don't lose it while they train it? It's just unbelievable. Cause like I said, at his age. We we did so many drills and we trained so much. We still ate bad. Justin come in with a bag of McDonald's, looking like Chad Johnson, just eating anything he want to do, and we were still in peak performance. And I can't imagine how it would be if we actually ate, ate healthy. So I don't understand Zion Williams' complaint here that he I mean, can't shed the weight. I mean, with Zion, first of all, he got bad genetics. Like mm. when he stopped playing basketball. He he's gonna be as big as a house. Like he just, <laughs> he's gonna look like he'll be looking like Eddie Lacy. <laughs> Antoine Walker, pretty much like like he got, he, got <laughs> he may be bigger than Antoine Walker. But that uh, just blows my he, mind he, as an athlete, man. He's gonna have a hard time. And then I I don't know you you remember that video I sent y'all when he was doing those little drills, uh, doing the little drills on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was like three hundred pounds, did you see yeah. how slow he was running? Like, come on, man. Like, is he, does he look like he's really been training? Nah, not at all. He's just saving that money. But uh, he sure ain't making the ESPN top 75 ranking anytime soon. I know y'all saw that list, right? Did y'all go to oh, that I list? Did, I did. Yeah, I did. Did y'all, did y'all really agree with that list? Anthony oh, Davis should be on that list. Anthony Davis. Yeah, I saw that dude. Oh, like, why? Anthony Davis shouldn't be on there. In my opinion, Russell Westbrook shouldn't be on there. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. And, and um, uh, I don't feel like Damian Lillard should be on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, y'all said Anthony Davis. I don't feel like James Harden should be on there. Yeah, I don't think James Harden should be on that list either. I think they so, do come on there, kind of how they score the points. You know, they putting all these points up, but. No, they're trying to satisfy this era. They're trying to satisfy this era. They're trying to yeah. make sure that they include this era of basketball because they okay. You have to have from different eras a certain amount of players. And I looked at that: Anthony Davis, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard. Now, Damian Lillard, I would say out of the other three, I'm gonna tell you why. Because I feel like Dame is up until this year has consistently just been really, really good with, with an average team. Those other guys are unavailable, unreliable, untrustworthy, James Harden. Selfish. Like, but, but watch this. I think the four guys that I would put in those, put in those spots, because I think, and, and this, this is something I struggle with, looking at Tracy McGrady, mm-hmm. Vince Carter, because Vince Carter, Vince Carter, I don't know what his numbers look like. I know he didn't win a championship. It's close to Paul Pierce. His numbers are close to Paul Pierce. It's just a matter of, of saying, swallowing your pride and going to play with somebody great. He just wouldn't do it. He would not do it. So, you know, looking at Vince Carter and, and uh, Tracy McGrady and then, um, you know, Chris Webber, there's no way in hell Chris Webber is not on this list. Like, the only reason why Chris Webber don't have a championship is because of the, the NBA wanted the Lakers to win. I'm a Lakers fan. 
They wanted the Lakers to win. They figured it out. They made sure that the Kobe uh, Shaq uh, dynamic and that duo worked out to the way to, to the way it did. And then, uh, last but not least, yeah, that fourth spot could be it's, it's wide open. I mean, it's a couple of guys out there that. What do you think um, about Yao Ming? Most definitely. Uh, most definitely. I, uh, I mean, I want. I don't know about Yao. I just because his career was cut. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, when I think of top 70, like when I think of top seventy-five, I think of guys who had at least an eight to ten-year consistent career of, of being a killer. But let's be honest, Yao Ming gave Shaq problems. Like Yao Ming was on the level of Shaquille O'Neal. Watch this: Grant Hill is in the Hall of Fame. Chris Webber is in the Hall of Fame. Tracy McGrady is in the Hall of Fame. Vince Carter's going in the Hall of Fame, but they not top seventy-five. Oh, Grant, Grant Hill was on that list. No, he sure wasn't. No, he, I mean, no, I won't put Grant playing. Hill over Westbrook. And his, I'll, I'll put him over. Jack Tony Parker, Parker should have been on Westbrook. Okay. Oh yeah, Tony Parker wasn't on the list. Man, was, no, was Ginobili? No, he's not on there. No, Ginobili not on the list. I will put Ginobili. Tony Parker definitely. Tony Parker definitely should have been. On the list, over that, like they missing two players right there, Ginobili and Parker. But they're trying yeah. to get satisfy this error. That's crazy. Like, Man, yeah, like I, I, the white Anthony got Paul Gasol. Yeah, Paul oh, Gasol. How did forget Paul? Dang, go on, guys. The white, the white Howard. How do you leave the white? How if you had? And this is something that I said uh, to a friend of mine. We was, it was Bill Walton and Dwight Howard. In their prime, he would dominate Bill Walton. He would overpower Bill Walton in his prime. And the guy was like, well, Bill Walton had his fleet of foot. He could. I'm like, but we're talking about in their prime, no injuries, the Orlando Magic against, against those trailblazers that, that Bill Walton played against. But Bill, Bill got to go at Dwight Howard. It ain't happening. And he ain't going to score. He probably ain't going to score very many points on Dwight Howard in his prime. I mean, so I really I really feel like, man, you know, it should have been top 100 or something like that. Top 75. No, if it would have been top 100, you start letting anybody in there. So, mm-hmm. no. It did no, they didn't need to take out Harden, Westbrook, Leonard, and AD. If you, but, but if you – if you're gonna, let's say you keep two, who would you keep? The two you'll keep out of those four. I'll keep Leonard and AD. Okay, but see, Anthony Davis to me is one of those players who, when he's healthy, top five in the league, but he's never healthy. So if you if you're gonna put Anthony Davis in there. Grant Hill, damn sure need to be in there. Because that's <laughs> and Yao Ming, the too, got Yao Ming. That would cut Yao Ming short. It it's injury. But I, I think they've given him that bubble championship. Saying the bubble championship makes him top 75. And I'm like, he's not even better than Jokic. Like, he's so lame. Nah, he's Jokic. Better than Jokic. And B, I take Jokic and B. I take Jokic and B over him any day. Okay, we saw when AD go against a B. <laughs> we saw what happened. 
I mean, he dominated the guy. Hey, that's why AD like, bro, I don't want to play center, man, because he don't want to see Joker's art uh, in B. I Hard Giannis. Even what Giannis, yeah, Giannis in the list. So if Giannis can make it, then you gotta put you no know, Tracy McGrady. Definitely Tracy McGrady. That was a slap, you know, and you no know, in his face. But uh, you yeah, know, Tracy McGrady was that? huge. Though. Yeah, no, nah, I think Tracy McGrady was huge. Though. It was. Did Did y'all see that Tracy McGrady uh comment on Harden on a Harden trade? No, I, I didn't. I, I have it right here. Uh, James Harden, Tracy McGrady said this about James Harden. James Harden has been on three teams in two years. He put on a body suit and fake his injuries. There's no way he can be accepted as a top five shooting guard ever. His character is flawed, and all he really cares cares about is partying and quitting. I totally agree with his statement 100% wholeheartedly. <laughs> and, and he's going to Philadelphia. He's going to Philadelphia. It's like when if you've ever seen the Temptations when Eddie Eddie uh Kennison and David Ruffin decided to become a group, it's gonna be disaster because you know, it's like yeah, you you're a great player, James Harden, but the last time I checked it's five guys on the court. You know, two guys are not beating everybody in the league and James and MB seem to think they're gonna just you know, we're gonna we just gonna shut it down, we're gonna beat everybody. And it don't work like this. It's not 2K. You know, it's not NBA Live. It's actual basketball. And you got to show up every night. And I don't mm-hmm. think James can do that. I, I hope he, he does. Cause I, I want to see him be come out of the East. I, I really want to see that team succeed, man. Like, B has taken his game to another level, and he deserves he deserved a championship. Yeah, I mean, I put, it, I, I, put it, I put it like this. You put Chris Paul. You put Chris Paul. On the Oklahoma City Thunder, their playoff team. You put Chris Paul on the Phoenix Suns. You go to the finals. Chris Paul on Houston. He went up to him injuring his hamstring. <laughs> they beat Golden State. Mm-hmm. And you run him off, James Harden. You run. You say you don't want him. Literally, Houston gave him everybody he wanted. Still didn't succeed. You go to Brooklyn. You playing with even though Kyrie not there, you still got KD. That's not good enough for you. The rule change, then you know the rule change is definitely affecting the game uh, to some degree because they're not giving him all that ticky tack fouls and initiation fouls. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the reason why y'all are averaging twenty two this year. Um and then, you know, one reason that he left Brooklyn was because Kevin Durant wanted more of a flow offense. Yeah. Similar to Golden State and the old Steve Nash Phoenix Suns type offense. And James Harden just wanted an isolation type offense where they just Okay, KD is your turn. Okay, Kyrie is your turn. Okay, now it's my turn to dribble 50 times and to shoot the same step back. Yeah, it's not I And that's not going to work. That's not going to work in Philly. How does it mm-hmm. work in Philly when you got a big man? You got to play an inside-out offense. But guy will swear up and down that Harden is at his best when he play with a big man. 
He's go I guess we gotta take that with word for Kyle. He's a Rockets fan. He knows what he sees. And he said hard yeah, to play with a bit man. Yeah, Dwight Howard. Yeah, Dwight Howard. Yeah, he did. He had a good healthy No, but he had a healthy this is the point it's a great point he's making. Is that he's everything he's he's had everything. It's like the kid that has everything. Mm-hmm. But yet they still need something. It's like he don't need another star. He needs to be a star in the playoffs. He needs to show up for his teammates. And I had a guy tell me that he was a better scorer than Kobe Bryant. And this is the problem I have: prisons of the moment. Mm-hmm. Remember when he went on that tear and he won the MVP. He went on that tear and he won the MVP. And I was like, wow. I mean, I mean, but then the rule changed. Because you're shooting 15 free throws a night. Okay, that'll help you get to 30 points. I mean, he's a great free throw shooter as well. So I think James Harden is fraudulent. I think he's not really as good as as, as people think he is. I think he's, he's, a, he's an okay player. It's just the league is so watered down, you can hide the, the deficiencies. You can hide what they, what they struggle at. Because what I've seen him play against good defenders. You know, I've seen him in a playoff game when he had Russell Westbrook and he had uh, P.J. Tucker and they were playing the Lakers and KCP taking him away. Mm-hmm. Contagious called Will Pope. And then they put uh, Caruso on him. And then they put J.R. Smith on him. So you can't, you cannot put Contagious called Will Pope on prime Kobe. You cannot put Alex Caruso on prime Kobe. It would have been uh, Kobe chicken. Like I mean, it would have been it would have been it would have been a problem. So James Harden to me, man, I'm hoping Brooklyn. It. I'm hoping Brooklyn blasts him in the playoffs. Not that I like him. It's James. It's the James Harden effect. Uh, I feel like James Harden and Russell Westbrook who pulled off the greatest Jedi mind tree. On the NBA and NBA fans in the last twenty years, because <laughs> because they saw them what they, what they've so done is free. what they've done is what what they've done is Russell Westbrook said, "Well, you know what? I'm just gonna go out and get a bunch of triple doubles to hide the inefficiency of my game and get praised for it." Mm-hmm. Because he was getting so many triple doubles, nobody else was looking at the other side of that stat line, like how many turnovers. How many how many uh, shots did you have to take to get them? You had to take twenty five shots to get thirty points. Um, then with James Harden, you know, um, how many like you were saying, you know, how many points he getting off free throws from initiating contact? And now they they don't the game like that anymore. His, and then on Houston, you talk about. Dribble, 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 shot. And he had the green light every time. And then, like, once that, and then, like, that year he almost had a triple-double. I mean, it's kind of the same as Russell Westbrook. Like, I'm going to get mine, and then I'm going to drive in and just kick it out. I'm going to kick it out, and that's how I'm going to get my assist. And so they're not really – flow of the game assist like it's not really setting up anything, it's just a basic driving and kick out type of assist. It's not like a 
Steve Nash or Chris Paul mm-hmm. where it's looking two or three plays ahead type of, uh, you know, assist within the game, within the floor of the game. Well, you know, they have a, they have what I like to call a treadmill type game. Doing a lot, but going nowhere. And that's what they do. That's what Russell Westbrook and James Harden do. They'll get you however many points, assists, rebounds, whatever you want. They're going to fill that stat sheet up, but it's going to get you nowhere. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. What guy we're hoping is that Embiid and them boys kind of, kind of offset that. Because we saw him take a back seat in, with the Nets and try to play more of a facilitator-type role. And maybe that's what Gat was banking on. But other than that, I'm just here to wait and see because if those two teams meet up in the playoffs, man, it's going to be great for NBA, for real. I know I'm tuning in. I don't, I don't think so. I think Brooklyn wiped the floor with him because like, I, I do agree he played a lot better as a facilitator. I do. I think he played well being a facilitator. But when he was being a facilitator, you also have Kevin Durant. You have Kyrie Irving. You have Blake Griffin. You have LaMarcus Aldridge. You have uh, Patty Mills. Um, you had that, um, I forgot, it, the other guy comes off the bench shooting three. You, you had some depth, and you had a lot of people, had a lot of people to facilitate. Being a facilitator with that much talent isn't that hard. Um, Philadelphia, they traded away arguably their second yeah, outside of if you're excluding Ben Simmons, they arguably trade away their second best player in Seth Curry. And that's gonna hurt them. I don't know, I don't know yeah. why they gave away Seth Curry, but that no is they're going to pay for nah. giving away Seth Curry. Yes, they are. Seth Curry look what Seth Curry did for them, um when Ben Simmons uh, was going, to, he was their second leading scorer. I mean, he's shooting no. I mean, well, he they was, getting hard. You act like they ain't getting no points back though. No, no, no. They getting hard. Just, just hard. Just for Seth Curry. This is the point. At this point. This is the point. You got making. Kyrie on the other yeah. team. You have Seth Curry coming off the bench. Plus, how, how them boys? How the Nets been acting this whole year? Y'all, you really just you know flip the coin, the pun, and hoping that wish come true. Because no, how, listen, they, how them boys been acting, then they just going to automatically, just, hard, just magically, like, okay. For that. Big but, reason. What he's saying is hard. He's gone now. They got Joe Harris if he comes back healthy, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, those three guys alone with Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. Now you telling Ben Simmons you gonna be a a a, a, a very uh, uh, Draymond Green on steroids. That's what you go do now, Ben Simmons. And they pick up Goran. And they put the Goran Dragic. And, and they got and they got a Drummond in the trade. So this is what this is what Philadelphia did. For one guy, they gave up draft picks. They gave up two draft picks. They gave up Steph Curry, Drummond, for James Harden, who who may not resign with you at the end of the year. So you got to get it now. It's a quiet, it's the quiet situation all over again with the Raptors. All right, let me ask so, y'all this this question real quick: Were they going to win it all in the first place with that same team? Who? The the uh, Seventy Sisters? No, no. But you but you just made Brooklyn. You just you just rewoke that giant. 
That's sleeping giant. You made Brooklyn a whole lot better. A whole lot better. Yeah, you can, but the Seventy Sixers wasn't even better with those guys. So they were saying like Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn getting all these pieces, but they hoping Harden can be that same player for with the Rockets. He, Let's he be can. honest, when Harden was on, it was pretty special. Styles make fights. So you mean to tell me now you look at the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers and you look and you see two guys? They don't have any depth. So you at least see two guys over there, right? So mm-hmm. then Brooklyn, if Kyrie, let's say New York lifts this whole situation with the whole uh, the mandate, and you get Kyrie. So you got Kyrie, KD, you got a healthy um, uh, Blake Griffin. They got guys, they got more depth than Philadelphia had. So those guys that we talking about that was in Philadelphia, you know they weren't going to help them win a championship because they didn't have Ben Simmons with those guys. They didn't have another star. Embiid needs another star. What we're saying about James Harden is we have yet to see James Harden be a star in the playoffs. You're talking about regular season James Harden. There's there's no footage of him being a star in the playoffs ever. So we going to do that this year because he's with Doc Rivers who knows how to lose 3-1 leads in playoffs. He knows. Like, what's going to change? James Harden is not going to take Embiid to the next level. Now, if that was Kawhi Leonard they got with Embiid, then I'll be like, holy crap. We ain't, you know. But this is James Harden. Right. Like, oh, no, man. Play, I, I feel like y'all. He's not going to play on defense. I feel like y'all still, no. y'all discount him because of the tracker. But ben, ben, y'all like Ben Simmons got a great track record, too, though. He does. Ben Simmons. He's, he's moody ben, just like Simmons. Harden. The dude's ben booty Simmons, just like him. Ben Simmons no. literally got in the perfect situation. He literally got see. in the perfect situation because he doesn't have to be the second best player anymore. He doesn't have right. to score in the fourth quarter anymore. They don't need him to do that. Just pass the ball. You got plenty around you. Just pass the ball. You got Kyrie. You got KD. Just pass. They're going to see that. going to say, Ben, all we need you to do is pass the ball. And play defense and get us in the all. But that, but that still handicaps the team. If he just, if they know that no, man ain't gonna no, shoot no, the no. ball, they are gonna play him just like they Listen. did the Seventy Sisters. They, they just love a B on the perimeter. They gonna play teams gonna play him just like they play Westbrook. Look, the only difference between Ben Simmons and the difference between Ben Simmons and Westbrook is that Ben Simmons actually has a pretty decent basketball IQ. He actually yeah. does. But he won't take a dunk so, over you, a Trey Young you, type of IQ, huh? But that I'm was an in the moment lack of No, they were like asking you to score. Come on. And you ben didn't Simmons, take that moment Simmons, right there. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is unposterized NBA players. Let's not, let's not act I'm, like Ben Simmons. I'm just Trey Young, Ben Simmons, 16. I'm going to tell you what it that is. was. You remember the movie Waterboy? And they had the coach on the sideline who was he, he lacked confidence, and then he had the other coach who was overconfident. And every time he would look at the coach, they had a confidence kind of like he stole his playbook, so he lacked coach confidence. He lacked mojo. It's like months the monsters when they took the NBA players' um, skills or whatever. He had that moment last year. He had that he moment. Took his brain too. That, he's, yeah, it's all star and this and third. But you, the Philadelphia market, the LA market, the New York market, the fan base is crazy. So 
you got your teammates, your coaches all against you. It's like Drew Brees being in the playoffs and uh, Saints fans and his teammates are saying your, your arm is shot. He's not going to throw the football. He's going to hand it off because he knows his arm is shot. As a teammate, if you heard okay. him, y'all, y'all, so y'all saying, y'all not saying nothing to Ben Simmons whatsoever, that he's, he's doing yeah. that in, in a time of a playoff game when you really it's need him. So y'all it's saying y'all going to let that ride. No, I'm not. I'm saying confidence. It's about confidence, man. It's like Shaq said this to Kobe, sitting right across from Kobe. He said, I tipped the ball back out because I didn't want to shoot free throws at the end of the game. So Robert Horry hit the three. And he's like, I, I tried to miss the layup because I didn't want to shoot three. I didn't want to uh, shoot free throws. And Kobe looking at him like, what? This is what, yeah, Shaq is one of the most dominant players in NBA history. But he knows he can't shoot free throws. And we're going to win and lose on my free throws. We're dead. Ben Simmons understands his weaknesses. But I guarantee you, right. when you see this kid play now, watch. You're, you're going to tell, you're going to revisit this conversation. <laughs> you're going to say, this guy, they have, they have a, and Brooklyn has enough depth not to play. Like, he do not even have the players that can have for the floor. He must. He must gonna go to Phil Jackson, his ambassador, to re- recreate the mental issues he has. He, he was never uh, look. Home, Justin. God, did you not say that he has an attitude problem? He has a work ethic problem. That he he. he everybody but told he him what he wanted here. He still. He does. So what's he gonna change all that that mental aspect of his of his personality? Change the scenery. Like, we all know MB is a front. Like listen, bro. MB's talent, undeniable. Great player. But Embiid is petty. He's petty to be a to be a not American born kid. He's a petty guy. He's very petty. He's he's strategic. He can give it, but he can't take it. So my thing is this: if you if this this is kind of like why these duos, these Shaq and Kobe, these Pippins, Jordan, that situation is so unique in itself because you don't throw your teammate under the bus, man. You don't handle it like that. And the way they handled it was poor. It was bad, and Ben had to get out of there because you can't blame me for every game we lost. I didn't shoot in that game. For every game? Or what about MB being hurt most of the first half of his career? So, I mean, it's like you can't place the blame. It's 15 roster spots, and you're going to blame one guy for losing the series. Doc well, Williams started his magnitude. He, he take most. Like Coach say, every shot you don't take. You know, mate. Right. I agree with that. But that's just one year. I've seen this guy play basketball since he was at LSU. This guy can shoot the basketball. It's confident. That that just shows you this, the NBA, how watered down it is. That you draft somebody drafted him number one knowing he can't shoot the basketball consistently. Yeah. Somebody drafted him number one overall knowing he has that weakness in the game. The important part of basketball. That's true. All right, guys, we got to come to a closing. Uh, anything else y'all want to uh, put in for your final say? No. We're going to revisit this Ben Simmons thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep the footage. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to post some more yeah, on, on Instagram about this. I'm going to take, take a couple of clips out of this and post it. We're gonna see. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, yeah. Do you, oh, oh, um, do you think I, – I, I have to give you this, man. LeBron's comments about Bronny, do you think that he was trying to 
kind of sell him to the NBA, sell himself to get to to get his kid in the NBA? Of course, because he's basically saying whoever team takes Bronny, that's where I'm going. So if a team looking like, oh, if I take your son, they don't get LeBron. That's absurd. I, that's like <laughs> that. Like they'll make me as his son. They'll make me feel so unimportant. That yeah, you basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. The team, yeah. the only reason why a team mm. will probably even look at me is because my dad coming mm. with me too. That's me- that's some mm. messed up stuff, bro. Like, I don't know his whole situation. I, I know he, his dad, LeBron, so I don't know how he, he look at his, his dad. You know, as a as an athlete, you know, he see. I get, of course, you see him as greatest of all time, but also, you know. Like, when somebody's your father, you kind of look at him different than everybody else does. So I don't know what's going through his head knowing that basically he's a package deal. It's not based on his talent and who he is as a man. It's based on, you know, who his father is. And that do, sometimes that does stuff to kids, man, where they can't, you know, have the mental fortitude to, you know, get somewhere in life because they feel like they always need to surpass their dad. They all need to top, you know, what their father did before them. Space Jam movie, the whole concept of that movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's playing out. Of, I think it's playing out in real life. I think that's the actual situation where LeBron is. LeBron, I think same way with D Wade and his son. You want to just hand them something. Like they really got to be good to make the NBA. So if he does make the NBA and he's average, it's like it don't hold no weight. Mm-hmm. So and 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 a lot of people put blame on Jordan for doing that stuff to his son, but. Maybe Jordan was right. Yeah. Maybe he saw something right. in his sons like, I'm not going to put him down that road of ridicule and, you know, being joked about. Because, like, you can, we know Jordan could have got his sons to the best basketball programs in the school, in the, in the whole world. We knew, we know that, but he didn't choose to do that. What, what age did he start allowing them to play basketball? What, middle school? Yeah, I think they were like 13, 14. Yeah, he knew what they had to go through. And it's not fair to them. Well, well, you see that defense and not being able to play organized basketball until they were teenagers, they actually got decent at years. Yeah, they, not even they, they knew the, the, the groundwork. They knew what they had to go through, and Jordan knew that. But the bronze, the bronze son, Bronny, it's not going to be – it's gonna be the baby boy. It's gonna be the best. Bryce, Bryce Maximus, he's gonna be good. Oh, Bryce, he's be tall. Bryce, yeah, Bryce gonna be good. Yeah, he got more of that height, that swagger too. So it's like they sleeping yeah. on. They so focused on Bronny, but it's gonna be the baby boy gonna walk through the front door, and he's yeah. got swagger Bryce. and he's he's tough. Bryce, nice. Yeah, I think I think I think Bryce gonna be like yeah, like you said, like they focus on Bronny. But I think Bryce Bryce is gonna be the one. Yeah, D Way younger son. No, nah, I ain't gonna go there. Well <laughs> <laughs> All right, well yeah. Yeah, we seen him play before our eyes, uh, right here right right now. So uh thanks guys for coming on. Uh y'all can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, just type in VOS Sportscast and we pull up. Like and, like and subscribe with your family and friends, and we appreciate the love. And we have our merchandise store up right now. It's called Pod Squad Inc. 
and uh go there and uh, we got a couple of t-shirts and hoodies and uh tumblers and different products like that so go browse our website and uh we thank y'all for all the support we out of here you are listening to voice of the fan sportscast brought to you by none other than the voices of the fans discussing football basketball news trending topics the one-stop shop for all things sports. Voice of the fans, sportscast. Hosted by none other than Ben Swift Reynolds, Taylor Gatwood, and Tyler Wright.